0: Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button as well as the like button. What's good, Danny? How have you been?
1: I've been good, dude. Uh, Excited. This month is almost over. I feel like it fucking started last week, Uh, but we finally got our interview for the month. So super excited to bring on this artist, let the people know who
2: we got.
0: Yes. So today we have a special guest. He goes by the name Wes. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you, guys. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, likewise. And just to give everyone context how we, we got this interview in the works. Yeah, please. Um, So my fiance grew up with her, uh, one of her really close friends, Kirsten, in Korea. <laughs> and I, of course, knew Kirsten through her. And I released a song of my own uh, not too long ago. And my brother was like, yo, wouldn't it be cool if you uh, had someone remix this song? So the only person I knew at the time who had like, Mentioned having rapper friends was uh, Kirsten. So I was like, yo, do you, do you actually know anyone who could throw in like a Korean verse? She's like, no, no one comes to mind. But I, I have this rapper friend, uh, Eddie, who's really good. You should check him out. So I went to his page and I think uh, Shooters had just come out at that point. And I was like, holy shit, this looks like uh, something like Lyrical Lemonade or, or whoever would direct and the the quality of the bars blew my mind um we were looking for somebody to interview for the podcast so it was like the universe spoke to us and we just really thought we had to get you on um and just love your music and your personality and everything so really glad to have you on i
2: appreciate that man yeah i um when you reached out to me i was like dude any any friend of kirsten is a friend of mine so i was nice
0: yeah appreciate that
2: Course. yeah because we've had like uh other people like we're not massive
1: where we want to be just yet knock on wood but we've had other people reach out and we're like man like we, we're not at that level yet where we're like <clears throat> begging for interviews just right. like man like we don't really relate to like the shooting and killing of people like yeah. your money like i'm like bro like <laughs> know. you know not yet so like so blair told me about your music and put me on like last week and i was like oh yeah for sure get him on the pot
2: if we can so thanks oh. again for uh hopping on of course man it, it's like my I haven't done many of these at all. So it's like I'm maybe like my third one. And my first one I did was like two years ago. It was like way early on. So I'm excited for it, yeah. Awesome, dude. Nice. this pops, we'll do an NFT.
1: We'll all get rich off it, so. Oh yeah, okay. no, yeah, <laughs> okay. coming, coming soon, but. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, again, we like to do little icebreakers just when we have people on, just to obviously get the nerves out. Like, let people see a different side of you. It could be a one line answer more like a rapid fire kind of thing. Uh, I'll start off with a, a, a funny question. I feel like it's been going around for the past couple of weeks. Right. Uh, if you had to choose between 500 K tomorrow or dinner with Jay-Z, what are you picking?
2: Mm, I'm taking the 500 K. Yeah. I'm taking the 500. 500- <laughs> so I feel like I would have said dinner with Jay-Z. Cause you know, it's like, uh, if you get within J- jay-z circle you could learn so much stuff that's worth more than 500k i just think right now as a as a as a small artist right on my way up like one of the things that's limiting me from getting to where i want to be is the capital and i think i think if i had the 500k i would figure out some way to to do some distribution or marketing and then i'd i'd finagle my way into meeting jay-z
1: but hopefully. yeah 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 it's also like at some point like he may, it just, may, he may not want to speak that day. And it's like, what are we talking about?
2: What if I get Jay-Z, he's like pissed off, you know?
1: Then, yeah, and it's like, yeah. I it could have 500K and Calamari. Like, what the fuck exactly. are we talking about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I would take the 500. But, yeah, same.
0: So. Yeah. Nice. I think it's a smart answer. Um, this next one probably, it may or may not be the hardest uh, question, but if you have to sing one karaoke song, what do you pick?
2: Um, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room by John Mayer. That's my shit. Wow. Yeah, that's my thing. That sounds hard. That sounds Uh, so hard, I guess. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, it's like, because John Mayer's voice is, he doesn't go super high all the time. Mm. For me, if I'm karaoke-ing, I am karaoke i do not want to be pressured to have to hit all these notes. I feel like that would be a good song. It's also like one of the ones that I only like, I remember every word to the song. Mm -hmm.
1: I think that's probably- Got it. it. So even if you're drunk, you're like, I still got this.
2: I can hit it. I can do it. So, yeah.
1: Nice, nice, nice. And listening to your music, um, it seems that basketball is like something you're definitely passionate about, at least know about a lot about. Yeah. So, if you had to pick one player, would you pick peak Reggie Miller or
2: peak Steph Curry? Peak Steph Curry for me, for sure. I'm also from the Bay, so okay. you know, I grew up in the Bay. I grew up a Warriors fan, but I think just to me, like, yeah, Steph Curry for sure. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Nice. Although I would say, I would say Reggie Miller. If you're talking about just, like, entertainment and trash talk and, you know, he's dope. But that's, like, a little bit before my time. That was who, like, my dad told me about when I grew up watching That's why game. I
1: was impressed. I figured you're a little bit younger than us, but, like, when you had, I think, in the line or something. I was like, oh, this dude fucking yeah. knows basketball history. Like, that's going to be great.
2: <laughs> yeah, because my dad, because I grew up in New York, but my dad was a Knicks fan. So Same. he was intimately you know, like in the loop with what Reggie would do to the Knicks all the time. And so that's, that's why I know about Reggie.
1: But yeah, Miller time became a thing. It was like this fucking guy. <laughs>
2: so,
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life every day, what are you eating? Oh man. Um, it would be some
2: sort of soup. Like I'm big into stuff that's just like light and I could eat every day. Maybe, maybe like, um, like just a chicken soup rice or something simple like that yeah nice not too complicated yeah <laughs> sounds like a safe yeah. choice yeah
1: yeah super easy nice and the last one from uh for me before we uh get to blair's last question so uh right now man like um everything is in hip-hop is just like you know donda clb which is better we had a of episodes on it where we both were like we probably shouldn't even be comparing the two because it's so different yeah. but if we have to compare which one would you go? with? Would you go with the uh, the Donda body of work
2: or the uh, CLB body of work? Um, I'm a disc. Well, my answer would be CLB for me personally. But I'm also just a really big Drake fan. I feel like I relate to a lot of a lot of the the things that he says. And um, but I will say I haven't listened to Donda all the way through yet. And so gotcha. for me. You know, I kind of disqualified myself on that, but
1: Fair. I, I, Fair. I got to take three. The one uh, or two CLB songs that really just stood out to you.
2: Um, I like... Um, what was the one that he had with... Uh, damn, Daniel just showed this to me yesterday. Um, I like Bridal Path. Bridal Path was probably my favorite, but I'm trying to remember the other one. What was the other one? I'm going to look it up right now. Because it's, it's one of the 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 bangers on there that I... I hadn't listened to until yesterday. Yeah, I feel like the
1: body of work. Like after you keep listening over and over, like other songs, like from, oh, like, oh was this is also fire. Yeah.
2: yeah, no friends in the industry. That, oh, I love that love song. That, that might one be of my favorite. On that one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I skipped over that one, but I literally, <laughs> we were living, literally driving the other night, and he showed it to me. I was like, damn, this is fire. So yeah, yeah. nice. Good cool. choice.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, all right, last one. Uh, something you enjoy doing, watching, or listening to that. Your fans or friends wouldn't expect. You say that one more
2: time, like music-wise. Uh,
0: it could be anything. It could be a passion outside of music, just something that people wouldn't oh. expect that you're into. Essentially.
2: Um, I'd say either like cooking or history. Like I'm a big history buff. Like I like researching stuff on that. Or like just like in my free time outside of the studio, outside of music, I like to cook a lot. So. Dude, Dope. Yeah. Are you a big soup maker or like what else? <laughs> <I'm a big laughs> <maker>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like um. I like taking my time and like, uh, doing like a slow roast of like, a, if I have oxtail, for example, oh, nice. slow roast it for like seven or eight hours and make my own stew out of that. Um, but yeah, Chinese food, Korean food here and there, um, steaks, things like that. But yeah. Nice. nice. Well, appreciate
1: the honesty. Hopefully gives your all uh, your fans a different perspective You've probably never even heard before. Yeah. Um, but man, let's get into the interview. Obviously I like to ask every artist this, so like. If you had to tell your fans, let us know who you are in like a nutshell, like who is uh, Wes, the artist, the songwriter, the producer. Let us, you know, give us a little little bit more insight about yourself.
2: Um, I don't know. I think just from a a simple perspective, I'm just somebody who really, really likes music. Um, I bring a lot of passion to what I do. Um, I think music has helped change my life in an extremely positive way. It's one of the most important things for me. And so, I guess I would just describe myself as like, yeah, I'm passionate about music. Um, it's really kind of the only one thing that I have going on in my life right now. It's like my soul dedication. So awesome. I, I, yeah, that's pretty much all I would say. It's not much, but. <laughs> no, no, that's good. So no, like, that's
0: that's plenty.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's plenty for sure. So like, was it any one thing that kind of lead, like, led you this way? Or like, well, like, you did you hear a song when you were young? You're like, yo, I got to fucking just folk, like, do this or see if I'm good at this.
2: Um, it, honestly, it was like a, it was a weird path for me. Cause I think as a kid, I've always just been really into music, like, um, growing up playing instruments and writing songs and, and doing things like that. So like, it's always been my biggest thing, but I never knew that I was going to do it for a living until like two years ago, because I was, I, I like went to school. I was trying to, you know, make my parents proud and all, all these pressures of doing other things. So it, honestly, like yeah it, it was a very kind of like uh, unorthodox way like i was i was 25 26 in another industry like not even considering doing music you know so yeah you know but it started and- it started with who i was listening to as a kid always listening to music yeah
0: got it and what you said that you weren't considering it when you were 25 26 were you still doing it on the side and like it was more so just a hobby and then something clicked and you're like, I'm going all in." Or how did that transition take place?
2: Yeah, it was, it was always, always on the side, always making music, always writing music, but just, just for enjoyment. Like, um, I think what clicked for me was it, it was a slow, a slow buildup of certain things. One was like, I was just miserable in my job, like not happy. Um, I didn't feel a sense of purpose of what I was doing. Um, and then on the other side, it was like my homies, my my two closest friends, like very few people who I would put music to, and they would kind of hear certain things here and there. Like they kind of had a little talk with me, gradually multiple times, saying, "Hey, you should you should really think about doing this." And so it was a combination of the two that that made me just be like, "Fuck it, I'm doing it." So. <laughs> nice, nice. And you mentioned the
1: uh, the the pressures of your parents. I mean, I grew up in India. I've been around you know the asian community for a we long know. time so like yeah so how was that conversation to your parents saying like hey, i know we had this plan but we're gonna go a little bit left right now
2: yeah yeah it was um it was scary for me but i've always been lucky like my i have a great relationship with my parents they've always been strict and expected kind of the highest standards but mm-hmm. they were the types who was like if you do well in school like we'll encourage you and support you to do whatever and so i think at that point it was a little, they were cautiously supportive, right? Mm. Like any, I would be, I would be worth <laughs> well, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame them at all for that, but they were always supportive. They were just kind of like, it's, it, it would, I feel like it would have been a little bit different if they saw it earlier, like I was 16, kind of not showing up sure. and stuff. But it was like, this guy's kind of got a career going. He, he's working at this company. All of a sudden, I'm just, hey you know i'm doing music for a living so i think that was what more it was kind of out of left field mm. but i made sure when i talked to them like i had like a whole like uh like powerpoint like, like, <laughs> i had like action items and like of, so so i was like i wanted to show them that i was serious and sure yeah by this time i should be here by this time i should be here so it was kind of just you know they let me do it but awesome dude yeah because
1: yeah. i can have, i have like all like so many Indian friends like, Yeah, I'm not a doctor, but this is also pretty cool. So give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. No, I, I feel you. I feel like I feel like passion is so um is so important to what you do, you know. Um sometimes it could be hard to take that leap, but but I certainly had it easier. My parents were always very supportive of me. So awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'm even in a, a similar boat with a similar predicament. Um I haven't gone. All the way in but the older i get the more i'm like i'm not here forever like i need to spend my my years doing something i really care about um and what we just chatted about remind me of this one rapper i forget his name but he he's pretty big at least has his own like little cult fan base and he's i want to say he's in dental school and like making more money from his music than he ever did but like he's still uh Finishing dental school for his parents, essentially. Um, so I think it's dope that we live in this era where you can still kind of do both, or at least, you know, it's not something that you have to um, make an either-or thing right away. Uh, so I, I think that's super dope. Um, but what was, like, the first moment where you, you know, picked up a mic and, like, uh, consistently began recording music and, and whatnot? Um, I
2: want to say, like... Like I started writing music and trying to record in like middle school and high school I did, but it, it just wasn't like on a consistent basis. And I would do it like on my phone and and edit it on my computer and stuff. But I would say consistently, like like every day was like college. Mm. Um, I saved up for a mic and then I just started making music in my dorm room. It was like complete trash, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm assuming you uh scrubbed all the history of, of those tracks or are they oh, still I- somewhere I- on YouTube
2: i was lucky i never put anything out because i was always way too insecure to put it out there but it was all on like i didn't even use logic i had cubase at the time it was like a old like laptop that weighed like 50 pounds and i eventually (laughs) lost the laptop so it might I out of the yeah but it's gone (laughs) it's gone now so yeah nice
1: so when was the uh the first time you uh performed uh, and not just your two homeboys. Like, what was that? And like, how was that experience for you?
2: Yeah, that was um, my first time performing was actually early on. It was in high school. So we had like a like a mini, I forgot what it was, some event. It wasn't even a talent show, but it was, they needed some entertainment for before the keynote guy. And so I went up there with my guitar and I sang, uh, I forgot, some acoustic song. And it was like, it was terrifying. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but it went really well. I I, I enjoyed the feeling of that. Um, pretty soon after that, I think I, I DJ'd a show for the first time. Mm. That's not so much more like, you know, connecting and performing with people, but there was a sense of like connecting, I guess, connecting with the crowd when you play something and people vibe with the energy and yeah, you get to manipulate and see people, how they react. That was something that I, that I remember just like being like, wow, this is really cool. So.
1: Yeah, nice. Nice. So those original songs that you were recording in high school and middle school were those like was that hip-hop bass or was just like whatever kind of came to you that day?
2: Oh, I was like everywhere. Yeah. I think yeah. most most of it was probably hip hop, but at that point I I don't think I I had found my identity yet. So it was probably just me trying to like sound like G Unit or like <laughs> you know, like I don't know what yeah. the subject matter stuff was. now looking back i don't even know what a middle schooler would write about in his raps but um but yeah but the genre was very like it's always been kind of just what i like so Mm -hmm. just a blend of everything really you know
0: Yeah. yeah nice so in terms of like your identity now would you consider yourself just just an artist who kind of does it all as opposed to, hey, I'm a rapper, or I'm mostly a singer, because I know a lot of people uh, have a preference when it comes to those kinds of titles.
2: Yeah, I I don't really like. I just let people say whatever they want, because I, I there's certain people who listen to the rap who look at me as a rapper. There's certain people that that only really like the melody stuff. Um, for me, I just call myself an artist. I think um, I I like both. Honestly, I think both are great. But for me, it's like I just I think as soon as I try to approach. Either making being a rapper or trying to fit into being a, a pop or melody guy, the, the 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 intention behind the music kind of goes away from me. So I just move off of what what I like, and then it just comes out as whatever it is, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. And that that kind of brings me to my next point, which was actually Danny brought up to me was um, we really sense the the confidence in your music, and you just mentioned earlier that you weren't putting out music uh, way back when because you're self-conscious about it. So how did you build that confidence to be like, all right, like I know my shit is good. I'm not afraid to, to say it and, you know, do shows and, and all of that. Um, Honestly, I'm still
2: working on it, man. Like I, I think I'm, I'm at a, a very different level of confidence than I was before. I think in the beginning of like taking that leap to say, I'm going to start making this public facing. It was just, constantly like hyping myself up Mm. and like isolating myself to where if anybody would talk shit like they I just they weren't in my life so I just wouldn't hear it yeah it was like my boys my sister my parents who would support me at the time um but eventually as things started doing better I think a lot of confidence came from uh just the music doing better you know Mm. like external external things that made me feel like Like, you know what? I could do this, right? Um, Um, Yeah. So before then, it was really just delusional self kind of like pumping myself up and also just telling myself that um, my confidence should come from my years of preparation. I've spent a lot of time at it. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because that's probably something that stood out. Because I went through all your songs on Apple Music and started to play on on Spotify. When we were talking offline, I'm like, this guy has fucking big dick energy. <laughs> on these songs, bro. I was like, the confidence is fucking Appreciate through the roof." You know?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I feel like, but but I'm sure you guys relate as like fans of hip hop. But to me, like, confidence is one of those things that drew me as a kid. Because even if I wasn't super confident, like, I feel like there's there's two sides that pe- when people listen to hip hop, they either kind of think that it's really cocky and abrasive. Mm-hmm. Or you feel empowered by it, right? And for yeah, me it's like a soundtrack to your day or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like for me, hearing somebody else being confident about themselves never made me feel like I was less. It made me feel like I was rich when I was broke. It made me feel right. like I could do what they were doing. And so for me, like, yeah, that's part of what I love the most about about hip hop is the, the the factor of that confidence that's in it. You know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: that's awesome for sure and then obviously so that, that that inspired you in some way obviously so um you already mentioned you're a big drake fan but like who were those artists it doesn't have to be hip-hop that inspired you to really just take also like really start pursuing this on your own
2: um i'll just i i never know how to answer this question because uh, <laughs> but uh, i'm sure you guys when people ask you guys you guys are probably like ah yeah it's um it's a long list like when i was a kid i really listened to a lot of pop music as well so like Uh, Drake and John Mayer were two big staples for me like I loved folk stuff or bordering like folk pop stuff like Jason Mraz was huge for me um I really liked listening to when G-Eazy came out and I found out about G-Eazy um I liked his production and just one thing that I admired about him was his like his branding and his unique like Mm lane he occupied um I grew up listening to like um me and my best friend love like pock i'd listen to pock a lot uh yeah honestly it's everywhere but those are kind of yeah. like the, the big ones recently that come to mind you know but... nice
1: and then speaking of different artists like do you have like for just from like uh comments on your like social media just your friends listen to your music consistently are there any couple artists you get like comparisons
2: to a lot um they're, they're like here and there like i, I feel like people just look and then if they see like for example they saw the shooters video and because it was like colorful they were like oh this is like drake vibes because they it was like
0: hotline hotline yeah
2: exactly (laughs) um so i get i get like drake sometimes like somebody said that like i don't know i feel like the asian thing people just people tell me a lot they're like you're like if somebody took someone out of bts and made them a rapper then like that would Oh, that's too It's simple. like the laziest comparison. Yeah, the laziest <laughs> yeah exactly. Ever. I'm like, all right, sick. But yeah, I, I heard Drake sometimes I think Drake is the one because obviously like I'm inspired by his music, but I also like I like the the balance between singing melody and, and making sure that that you also come with bars. I think that's something mm-hmm. I have a lot of enjoyment in. So I guess some people say that. But,
1: yeah. Nice. One that stood out for me, I think, I don't know. If, so I'd be intrigued if you've heard this one before and if you've been inspired by this artist. So I heard a lot of, like, well, not heard, but, like, I could, I compared you a lot to, like, your voice, like, to belly. Like Dude, I, heard, I love belly.
2: Yeah, Yo, there you go. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That's amazing. That might be the best one I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. you know I'm like? like this is,
1: like, if belly made, like, songs, like, to girls more often than not. But, like, I hear, like, belly in this dude's voice, like, hard. So that was...
2: I'll take that one. Me, uh, didn't Belly just come out with a new record?
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. I didn't I didn't love it. It's good, but I didn't love it. I like his mumble rap um body work a little bit better. But yeah, yeah. he just put out some body uh, body work earlier.
2: Yeah, it's funny because when um when I heard uh No Friends in the Industry last night on that same drive, my same friend showed me Belly's like one of the new songs off of his record. So it's funny that you mentioned that. But I, I think Belly's great. It's yeah, yeah, so talented. Thank you. I'll take that to the bank. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know I feel like every time we interview, or not every time, but several times we've been able to come up with comparisons that the interviewee has never heard before so I'm Which glad is that means cool like of
1: everyone really interprets music in so many different ways so right. That's, that's yeah.
2: yeah no
0: that's great and um so speaking of like representation i mean at least when i was in college like mac miller was was huge and i thought it was dope to like finally finally see another white rapper who's like just being himself kind of take over the game. Uh but I think everyone can agree like it wasn't until recently that Asian American artists really got the the spotlight with the help of 88 Rising and other groups. So just curious if that has ever felt like an obstacle for you and has this like recent movement been uh inspiring or influential in any way? Um it's always been
2: uh it definitely has been inspiring for me just in terms of just like it's um the opportunities for asian artists now are like you know there i feel like the idea of a of a mainstream asian artist is a lot more uh just like acceptable and people could see that happening so that's one thing that's real cool for me um i've always been incredibly proud of my heritage my tradition and i'm incredibly traditional in, in my personal life and my friends who know me um I've I've kind of made it a point to not make that a part of my branding however cuz I, I do think that like early on if you kind of play that card all the time you just get molded sure. into into being that asian artist and so yeah. for me like my long term goals are to I want to be the biggest you know I want to I want my music to be the biggest that it can be and I think that's why for me like I'm always supportive of that movement I'll always always be proud of that and, and be a part of it or whatever. But for me, like I wanted people to, instead of saying, Oh, he's, he's a good Asian rapper. like, he's just a good artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's just been my thing. I haven't even really tried to, you know, play that angle or whatever. So.
0: but Yeah. yeah. yeah I think that's, that's dope. Um, it kind of reminds me of this article like way back when Danny and I actually had, uh, I wouldn't call it a debate, but a discussion about, um, the, or the distinction between white rappers and rappers who are white. Um, and this article just kind of uh went through the defining factors of what the difference was. And you know, it really boiled down to some rappers getting boxed into that their ethnic identity, and then other rappers who just happen to fall in this group but like make music for everyone. And I feel like your music definitely falls in the category of just being uh amazing regardless of like how you want to interpret the lyrics or who you are or anything like that appreciate that man thank you for sure
1: awesome dude um so we can go through a couple of songs so like obviously i know shooters is your most recent um release so like kind of walk through the people like your like inspiration for that song like kind of what is your like process of even coming up with uh you know different topics
2: yeah um that one honestly shooters i wrote in in uh it was quick like it was a throwaway for me i i had i had done it in like one night i i wrote it was a freestyle and then i just took the beginning and threw it on the end so it had like kind of two hooks nice um, but i think i was i was talking to my sister and we were talking about what inspired it was we were talking about the concept of how crazy music is and the idea that um it's about uh, projecting emotion and making somebody feel what you felt when you were inspired to write that song and they could be 500 miles away they could be in france they could be wherever you could could never uh, she was basically saying that there's places in the world four walls that you'll never step foot in but when they play your music that energy that was present when you recorded it is permeable it's tangible it fills the air so there's places that you can almost travel to without ever being there that you'll never see in your life and so that's why i turned that line into uh been to places i never seen in person all they really got to do is press play so that was the first line i wrote and then from there it just was um just a confident you know just talking about my life and stuff but i guess that's (laughs) that's where it started yeah nice
1: nice did you make that beat yourself
2: no i didn't
1: yeah okay yeah. Well, the beat was dope either regardless. I took a great great job picking it. I love the um the uh the like when the beat stops and then it has like the announcer part for the Barry Bonds. Thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, that yeah. yeah.
2: Hard by the way. Yeah. So. so I guess like the original beat I said most of my beats like I I guess I Pro- i had to produce to some point so like i did add and arrange and add instruments but the original like the sample and stuff came from another producer like i i had that line about barry and then i youtubed uh i think it was like mlb home runs and then the first audio of the compilation was that uh this ball is crushed and i just cut it and threw it in there so yeah, it, was, it was so nice <laughs> yeah. so well, that, that was <laughs> i appreciate that man And I like, was... how
0: did now keep going
2: Oh yeah, sorry, my bad. I was I was just talking like I always geek out about like uh, little details that I feel like um, like Blair. You'll probably relate to this. Like if you put certain things in your songs, and most fans who listen will just go over their head. Go right over know.
1: their head, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. People,
2: you're like damn, I thought that was a cool. Uh, I thought that was right. Yeah. You know I I about that? I yeah, that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's what's what's super funny is uh, it's like a lot of little things that I'll add in and all pay attention to it, but someone listening either subconsciously will like fuck with it but they'll a lot of times never really say it Um, but obviously you know we're both we're all music fans so I'm sure Danny all the time will will notice things like that Um, but in terms of the music video like what was I I, um, correct me if I'm wrong but I think it was the only music video at least on your uh, YouTube channel so what made you say I'm gonna not only make this the first one but like go all in and make it like a super dope ass visual
2: yeah um i think my my uh, my mindset has always been just to not force anything if it's not the right time like i i was like in the beginning i wanted to shoot music videos but it just the music hadn't gotten to the point where i had met people who believed in the music or, or i had the resources to so it was really just kind of time and place thing it, the i felt like when I first recorded the song, I was like, whatever about it. And then I heard it like a week later and I was like, shit is hard. So <laughs> I just to video. And then Kirsten like happened to introduce my music to one of her friends who's like a super talented cinema- cinematographer. And he was like all the way in on it. So it just nice. happened to be kind of at that point in my career, it was, I felt like uh, the opportunity came for me to be able to do it. And so, and then after that, it's just, I'm just a big believer in if you're going to do something, then you got to put a thousand percent into it and, and, and make it the best thing that you can. And so we shot, we shot the whole thing at the venue. It was like a one take. We improvised it when we got there. And then I had the concept in my head that I wanted the fame, the frame painting and things like that. And so what else made it possible was I met another guy from Toronto Who's uh, who I'm friends with now, who did the frame painting, and uh, so yeah, so it was just an amalgamation of it was a right time type of thing, and I had met people that allowed me to 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 make the video without like breaking my bank, you know? So yeah, but,
0: yeah, yeah. Watching it, I was like, that shit must have been the hardest first mu- music video because it was it was one <laughs> Yo, take, right? Okay, yeah. I was like, yeah, I would, I definitely couldn't do this shit, bro, bro, sweating. <laughs> oh,
2: It was like, it was like, it was like nine takes that we did, but everyone was one take. So I had my sister there. And like, when I went into a room, she had to run behind the camera and like put the broom behind the, so Uh it was there for me to grab it. And then like, on like the eighth take, we, we, we had a perfect one and then the broom broke. Of Uh, course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it was, it was fun. It was, it was a really fun time though. So nice. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. Um, so you mentioned that obviously like you decided to go all in like a couple years ago. Um, did that kind of overlap with like COVID and quarantine or was it, like right before?
2: It was right before. So this was like around 2019. Okay. Um, Leading up to it, it was just like, it, it was everything would work. I, I just right. super unhappy and then decided that I was going to start to roll out music and maybe took like six months to, to write like 10 songs to have a little bit of a bank um but it's funny that you mentioned COVID because the the day that quarantine right when quarantine started was when I had met Kirsten and then she changed my entire situation so that was when quarantine started but in, in terms of like going full-time with the music it was it was probably like a year before a little less than a year before in 2019. Okay okay. so then,
1: yeah so how did like to elaborate on that how did quarantine kind of just change your did it kind of inspire you even more it's like yo, like this is like the universe telling me just fucking focus on this right now like how did it really affect the, the uh, I guess, creative process?
2: Um, Well, I mean, I was, like, locked up by myself all the time. So it was more so, like, I had nowhere to go, nothing to do. Like, it, it, I took it as just, like, this is the universe telling me, like, don't fuck this up. Like, this is, <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Like, We're giving you some time right now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, like, if you miss this, it's over. And so for me, it was, like, th- leading up to that year from 2019 to 2020 was when, i had gone like trying to release as much music as possible and then that was like my business plan and then focusing on distribution and so when quarantine started it was like yeah it was just only that it was just singular focus every single day on that so yeah which is which is you know what i should have been doing so Nice.
1: But yeah, it worked out, man. I think we, yeah, when quarantine kind of started for us, we kind of decided, like, know, we're gonna make this pod more of a priority in our lives. So yeah, it just kind of works out. Yeah, um, for everybody um, differently. So I mean, just to elaborate, though, on like, um, I know you spoke to your parents, and you had like, you kind of, you seem obviously very educated. On like the, the things you want to achieve, like, are you? By yourself and these decisions, do you have like somewhat of a team around you? Like kind of what's your uh, setup as far as like your business is concerned?
2: Um, yeah, I just, it's just me right now, but I have like a little Jedi council, my homies, like the people that I trust, <laughs> so like a close, you know, couple of people that in terms of business decisions, like my closest friends, uh, most of them are, our, are entrepreneurs as well. And so, you know, even though what we do, whether it's with the podcast or, or the music is, a little bit more on the creative side but I find that a lot of the business principles of like you know the the marketing the, the, the attention to detail and unrelenting kind of quality in your product and, and distribution all of those things like I learned from, from them so I'll bounce ideas off of them but other than that it's really just I like to go off of my gut and, and just see what happens awesome <laughs> nice don't, don't tell my parents I said that though. yeah that, that, that wasn't we'll cut that part out
0: yeah <laughs> yeah but, um And in terms of the business or, or what you're trying to achieve, do you have like specific milestones, like 2022, I need 30 songs or this and that? Like, what does that roadmap look like for you? Or are you playing it by ear and just trying to grow your fan base essentially?
2: Yeah, I have, I have an idea. I, I, I am very like data driven. Like I'm really interested in that. I'm always in my Spotify for artists, like trying to figure out different insights and stuff. So like, for me, like I think, Within a big one is I think within two years and now, I'd like to be able to to headline my own shows, small theater shows. Um, I think in terms of metrics, like I have certain in the beginning, it was like I wanted to get to 10K and then 100K and a million. And so I think within two years, I'd like to be at somewhere between 10 and 50 million streams, being able to play my own shows. Um, But. So like I had to answer your question, I have a rough idea of those things written down that I look at every now and then. But I also try to separate myself from that as well, because I yeah. find that things just things just happen better when I sometimes when I just I know what I have to do. Like if I have to write out a thousand emails to influencers, like it doesn't matter where I want to be next year. Like if I just do this, then it's just going to be where it's supposed to be so I try to tap into that as well. I don't I don't try to think about it too much.
0: Yeah. Especially cuz I could probably hinder things when it comes to recording the creative process. Like I feel like if business becomes too much a part of it, sometimes it could make things a, a bit more difficult.
2: Yeah, and I was going to say f- for you Blair like uh you know, being an independent artist in the beginning is like being able to turn on the business side and then being able to turn on the artist side so You know, yeah, that's it's always kind of difficult to be able to balance those two, but it's fun for sure,
0: right? Yeah, 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 and it's kind of interesting too because I mean, obviously, social media is big now, but I see a lot of quote unquote commoners who aren't uh making music, clown people for promoting stuff and and advertising their music. Like, we live in this fantasy world where artists just magically become stars and get their name out there, and if they find out, like, I don't know, you were running Facebook ads or you did some uh, content alongside an influencer that like you're phony and didn't start yeah. from the bottom and shit, even though it's clearly not that easy to to crack. No, yeah, that's the, that's, that's the only
2: way to do it. I think it's because most people just think that people come out of nowhere, but it's like, if you really want to grow this from the ground up as an independent artist, like you're going to have to self-promote or find some way to... You know but i always joke with my friends like people who don't actually do it you release a song and all of a sudden everyone thinks they write for rolling stones so it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes it just comes with the territory you know so yeah i understand <laughs> you
1: know have there's been any moments or any comments you're like really my guy? like that's what you're gonna fucking say about this
2: yeah there's been a few like recently was like started being the, the first time i got these comments but i haven't had too many yet there was like one where this dude wrote like a paragraph on my shooters, uh like where he was he like took like a deep deep dive. It was like a backhanded compliment. He was like <laughs> he was like I forgot what he said, but it was some something about how it doesn't take a lot of talent to make it nowadays because you just have to do a bunch of weird shit. Like, like I think he was referring to Young Thug wearing a dress or something, and he was like, this is not a compliment, but it was some, like, weird wow. rant, and I was just like, thanks for stopping by, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I've had other people on Instagram send me some, like, some nasty shit, but, like, uh, who cares, you know?
1: God, it kind of comes with the territory, but yeah, at least they're fucking, you know, that's a viewer, listen, you can fucking, you know, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Obviously, being independent, you're gonna have highs and lows. Can you like kind of talk about like any moments you like kind of maybe you haven't, so hopefully you haven't, but like moments you kind of like question like, am I even fucking making the right decision, and how you kind of move past that?
2: Yeah. Um. I think the lows are always there, but for me, like to be honest, there's never been a single moment of of like me doubting what I was doing or thinking that I wasn't on the right path. I think um, ever since I started this, like my life is just like I felt a very strong sense of purpose and that like mm-hmm. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing exactly when I'm supposed to be doing it. So I never felt like I was second guessing what I was doing. I- if anything, when I first started releasing music like every month and getting like no listens was when I was like the most confident because because I, I, I part of that probably came from like a level of insecurity because I felt like everyone else was sleeping on me so I had to, like shouted out type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's never been a time where the the low stuff is like, oh, if I'm doing something on the business side, or I don't feel creative, or I go through weeks of just like sitting in the studio and not coming up with anything that I think is good, but never, never once a a moment of like, you know, losing belief in it or, or anything like that.
1: Awesome. So on the flip side, what has been the biggest high thus far, Um, besides this moment right now I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say this this is right now the <laughs> pinnacle for me. Uh, <laughs> I think uh if I had to pick one because it's really been gradual for me, it's nothing sure. crazy that that's happened. I think um the emotional highs more so are like the times when I'm when I finished like when I finished making ghost, I was just like driving in the car with my friend and just doing this. Like those are the times <laughs> that, that I'm the most um but I would say, like in terms of the business, it was probably like uh, when I first met Kirsten and I had, and she posted my song, and then it was like the night before uh, was like very different. And then when I woke up, I woke up to like, like, so, like at the time it was like seven, seven K streams in a day, and I like, lost my mind. So like that was probably the one that I remember, you know, Probably the only one that happened. <laughs>
3: like,
2: so yeah. I still got a long way to go, so hopefully there's there will be more of those, but I only have one right now. So. For sure. That's all the moment. Yeah, yeah Ghost is my
0: name? favorite song. Huh? What'd you say, Danny? No, I was saying uh, Ghost is my, uh, my favorite song. Oh, man, I appreciate that. I don't... Because I usually
2: hear the the melodic like the weight the ones with the bigger streams but for me Uh like ghost is like top top two for me for sure so
0: and what i i think is dope about it is the the beat switch up because when i heard the first half and and then the second half i'm like they basically two completely different songs almost um and an artist like drake for instance i mean he does stuff like that a lot and i I feel like it just keeps things interesting uh your flow and the beat and I don't even know how to describe, like, the vocal switch-ups where they're layered on top of each other, but everything uh, for that song was flawless. Appreciate that, man. Thank you.
2: I had a lot of fun making that one, for sure.
0: And was that one, like, a spur of the moment? Like, it just came to you and you recorded it all in one night? Or was that an over-time sort of thing where you, you had the concept, but you wanted to make sure it was perfectly laid out? Yeah, it was that. That one
2: took, that one took a while. It was, like, I, had, I knew the concept because I had written the hook for the pop part, and the hook for the the rap and it was like i just wanted i knew i wanted to make a song called ghost with two hooks that the punchline was ghost but in different ways like one was ghosting a girl one was like this confident hip-hop song about how i'm be driving a ghost so i knew i knew what i was gonna say early on but it took me like i sat on it for like a couple of months for sure before i finished it yeah oh wow yeah, that one took place. Nice.
0: Yeah. Well, if I have to put in a bid, I'll say uh, I want that one to be the next music video. Yeah. Like no. Something I, else comes up.
2: I definitely need to. I definitely <laughs> need to shoot a video for that one. But I appreciate.
0: Yeah. It. yeah. For sure. And like just just thinking about uh, you know your career and where you want to take it. I know you you talked about your milestones and everything. But is there a certain level of fame or recognition that that you're hoping to have? Because I know some people they want the Drake recognition where everywhere you go you're selling out you know arenas everyone knows you yeah. but then there's also these artists like i don't know a currency or belly who kind of have like a more cult following but they're not quite as big so just curious if you have like a preference on that or you just want to take it wherever it goes
2: yeah i want to be the biggest like i want to be the biggest but i think my perspective on that is like i don't i don't care about the fame. If anything, I think about that would probably be like a net negative. It's just, it just happens to be in our industry if you do very well that just comes with the package. But for me, the reason why I want to be the biggest isn't because I want to go somewhere and get recognized. It's because Uh, My purpose that I want to fulfill while I'm here is to spread as much positive inspiration through my music as possible. And for me to be able to do that to the highest level, I need my music to be on the biggest stage. And so that's why for me, my goal has always been to be to be the biggest. And I I want that level of recognition because of what that means for the music, not because I care about whatever else. You know, so that would be my answer. Yeah, Dope.
1: Nice. sorry about the, t- the tech issues of my own guys yeah. uh but we're good here no. um so i before i got cut off i was gonna ask you what what thus far has been a song that really just like after you finish like doing it you're like that's my fucking favorite song ever in that moment
2: yeah um i don't like for most of them after i finish a song i i don't i don't really like listen to my own music like that but okay. uh you know but i in terms of just like driving around listening to my stuff because for me like once i put out a song and it's done what it really interests me is like the next one that i'm working on but okay. but for the ones that that i have felt like that like uh i released one called like this that that is a is a favorite one of mine because of uh yeah i think for me if the if the lyrics and the emotion that I try to put in the song if that comes across to me a few months after it comes out like that one was one in particular that I was like I, I really enjoy this one um, yeah there's a few more but I yeah it, it's usually not the ones that are like really b- the, the bigger ones you know for
1: me alright well I got I got a couple that i obviously Shooter's is one of my favorite uh, for sure one that I really enjoyed a lot because I think that just the production is crazy the, the sample you you, you yeah. chose is super dope um, it'll be all over Oh, yeah. Or, yeah it'll all be over soon my bad like that that track like that production wise it's fine
2: that's another one i co-produced that one but i have to give the 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 uh the credit for the sample to solace like he there he did did most of that stuff i like changed some of the stuff in there but when i heard that beat it was like immediately because the, the sample and the chorus was talking about it'll all be like the original uh, gospel song is about kind of like better days and hope and oh that's a gospel track i didn't even know that nice yeah and so um i kind of at that time i was going through like uh like some some relationship issues and so it kind of which i think
1: everyone can relate to that's why i think that song is i don't know if that's one of your bigger stream songs but like that song just kind of just resonates like anyone i would think
2: yeah no i appreciate that i was gonna say besides ghost um what blair mentioned i was gonna say um, like This, Ghost, and It'll All Be Over is is my top three for sure. Because I think the words to me, like, it means a lot to me, personally. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the lyrics are fire. I think there's a couple lines, like, if I stay, I'm crazy or something like that. I was like, yeah, like, who hasn't been there, bro? Like,
2: <laughs> so I know, Danny, you've been through it. I know. <laughs> I've been through
1: it, bro. I've been like, through it. If you go through the different episodes, you'll you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll see exactly the transition. So, yeah, um, yeah that one was fine. I, I think a list is also like a fun, yeah. you know, danger kind of song. Yeah.
0: How was yeah. uh what was the reception with A-list? Because I feel like that one definitely has the potential for like huge commercial success.
2: Yeah, um, A-list was the second song I ever put out. So I was actually like um nervous and not as confident because it was the first time I was like putting out a singing track, you know? So but in my head I just remember when I when I first wrote it i had this feeling about it where i was like this is the song's gonna be really good the reception in the beginning um it's always hard to tell because for me at the time like you know it was like 30 of my friends telling me it was the greatest song ever you know i was yeah like, all right guys like, <laughs> i get it you um, like me <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just you know like they they're nice and so they'll support me no matter what so i don't know if they, i don't know if they would actually tell me to my face is like this is trash you know so for me um I started noticing that it was it was uh it was getting picked up more by like Discover Weekly and things and so as like the 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 sample size of of the listeners grew I started kind of figuring it out but I definitely yeah that's one of the ones that that's more kind of like commercial like mainstream sound you know but yeah, I could see some g influence
1: on that on that track as well kind
2: of Yeah yeah that yeah that one that one's also like you know it's also about my my ex-girlfriend so that
1: <laughs> so, we're all inspired by something inspired, inspired so yeah. <laughs>
2: but yeah
0: nice ice, ice
1: um, still, but, yeah. Go ahead,
0: no I was just gonna ask if um, if uh, anyone in your immediate circle if their opinions have ever changed um, what you've done with the song like hey this, this hook is low-key whack like throw this word in instead or take out this instrument or something um yeah the,
2: um not really in terms of like the creation because for me i'm so insulated when i make the music like i don't really even show anyone until it's like it's done so yeah. i've shown some people and they'd be like yeah you should do, and i'll just be like yeah for sure and then i'll just <laughs> <laughs> you know? but uh i will say that there have been like people for sure in the beginning that they kind of like need that social confirmation so even though it was the same song like now they're like this song is a banger but before they just feel like eh, it's all right you know yeah so but i feel like that comes with being an artist you're just like all right
0: <laughs> cool. it's weird how that shit works
2: yeah but not so much in terms of like uh people giving me like feedback to change stuff um but yeah
1: but is there is
2: is there any one person
1: you do go to for the most feedback? Or like even if it's just like the business side of things, like one person you kind of like that's your right hand on all these kind of big decisions for you.
2: Yeah, um, there's a few of them. Like my two of my best friends, my buddy Alex uh, on the business side. Like I, I bounce a lot of stuff off of him. My other best friend Daniel. Uh, he also helps me with the music in terms of like just listening to the mix and like we'll go through. I'll, I'll I'm the type of guy who will make like no exaggeration like anywhere between 90 and 100 mixes of a song before i say this is ready so he'll be the guy who like we'll i'll send it to him or we'll be in the car kind of like picking apart what sounds good what doesn't so those two guys for sure um there's a few other close friends and stuff that i go to like um like my vocal my vocal coach dennis like i talk to him about like the technical side of things he also introduced me to a, a an engineer and sometimes i'll like i'll like chew his ear off on questions and like bother him through text and stuff but yeah so nice yeah
0: nice um and just curious like do you have a i know within rap like everyone has their top five or in general some people have top five artists but curious if you've ever had a list of like goats that you all time uh, feels strongly about, yeah. about all time
1: <clears throat> it doesn't have to be wrapped too, like Man. just artists in general that you just like
2: always go to um artists in general of all time oh because I, I don't know how you guys like consume music right for me like growing up like i grew up in the, like the mp3 kind of like when we first started list so it was like i was a real song-based like curate kind of a lot of different artists but the ones mm-hmm. that stood like like as a kid the one the artist that i listened to like the most was like lil wayne for sure in that like oh six to like 11 when he was like the biggest thing on the planet like the drought like all those drought mixtapes yeah and like right before lollipop came out and then when lollipop came out like when he made that record with um like right when like got money came out i was in like middle school with him yeah and and so like Lil Wayne was a big one for me. Drake, obviously I mentioned him, but he's like people because he's so relevant, people are like, oh, that's such an easy answer. But Drake has been like since like fucking what 05? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Right now. Yeah, so so that um I love Ed Sheeran. I really, really like Ed Sheeran. I think his songwriting is incredible. I think he's like crazy with melodies. Um, I don't care what anyone says I love uh, Justin Bieber Like that pop yeah. that pop stuff Yeah, no, he's dope Yeah um, Folk side, like I like a lot of like um, I don't know if you've heard of him Like Civil Wars But okay, no. I guess Okay, I'm getting off Because like, you were talking about top five Like top I don't know It five. could be any artist Why, is he an artist? I mean, if you, you want to
1: give us your top list, we'll also take it
2: 100% okay. Yeah. okay, well, I mean One that I feel like nobody ever mentions And I get that it's a little bit like um kind of niche but for me like my favorite rapper through like a good chunk of my life was tech nine and for me like his image was is is maybe not as mainstream as people think but just like that was when i was really into wordplay and listening to to how people kind of write raps really fast and understanding how how patterns piece together so i learned a lot of that through tech nine even though i don't rap faster or make stuff like that but he's like for me for the longest time i'd be like tech nine technically for me was like top five
0: of all time for me Nice, yeah so not mad at it I, I feel like in college especially for me at least a lot of people would play his music and he was he's actually kind of one of the artists i think of who have that weird cult following that'll never that go is. away because like he's just so good at what he does and yeah. he might not win 20 grammys like a drake but he's still highly respected
2: yeah yeah so he always talked about like his work ethic like he was like the one of the highest grossing uh in forbes like hip-hop artists but nobody knows who he is like he tours more than anyone i just yeah during that period of my life i was just like there's no one that can fuck with technology. <laughs> <But, laughs> you know but
1: yeah so how influential was the uh like growing up in the day um uh, or even in new york like just like your upbringing music center
2: yeah um the Bay was like all my formative years cause I was born in New York, but I moved there pretty soon after. So, but the Bay is like, the culture there was like very influential. Like we had, um, you know, like remember Dev from like a G6, like yeah. before they grew mm-hmm. like little like local Bay artists that you would hear about, like, um, the pack and like, uh, um, keep the sneak and like all these Bay area artists, like E40, um, yeah. I think that I mean, if anything, it just helped drive me further into like being crazy about hip hop. But um, yeah, it's something unique for sure. Because when you're in the Bay, everybody knows that that hyphy sound and like, mm. and and it's funny because if you go to LA or you go to some party and you play Bay Area music, people will be like, "Wow, this sounds super Bay Area." But so there's a very distinct sound. But yeah, but some of those people who say that wouldn't really be able to put their finger on why. They just know that it does, you know? So I think that's something pretty cool. But,
1: yeah. Nice. Are, you, are you still in the Bay right now? No, I'm in L.A. I
2: I, tr- I try to go back to, to see my family every now and then, but but I'm in L.A. now,
1: yeah. Alright, so Blair recently moved to the Bay, San Francisco area. Oh, yeah. What do, what do you recommend to him to keep safe? Because it's, it's a wild <laughs> shit. This shit it's is out favorite. of
0: control, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like, Wait, are sorry. you in the city? Are you in, like, in- Yeah, I'm in, in the city. So, long story short i won't i won't go into like the entire story behind it but uh my fiance and i well she got a job uh in the bay and they were forcing her to move there so i was like fuck i guess i hate i hated my job at the time so i had no problem i actually just quit without a backup and then kept applying found a job in the bay as well and obviously this was like uh peak covid season so prices were cheap as shit um we found an apartment, but it's it, very close to the Tenderloin. And we knew about like that area. But San Francisco in general is straight up Gotham City. Like there's fucking people on the sidewalk with needles in their arm every other day on Twitter shooting on this street. If you know the suspect, like let us know. And I'm just like, yo, I, it's it's so crazy how expensive of a city it is and how like lucrative these tech careers are but then you have people literally shooting each other over like a bag of chips
2: like right down the road yeah it's crazy honestly i I had the same feeling about sf because i i grew up going around there often but like i didn't live in sf but anytime you're in the city like it's definitely like it's a good way to describe me as gotham city for sure because you have (laughs) you have the whole tech scene and uh, it's such a, a hub of inner innovation and mm. industry and stuff. Like, my sister used to work in the Bay, like, in San Francisco. And she was telling me how, like, the first day at work, she went on a walk with her coworkers, and, like, some homeless dude, like, ran in front of them, like, and took a shit, like, in front of them on the street. <laughs> I'm like that. Like, I was, Damn. you just never know what you're going to get. But, yeah. Yeah. Stay off the bar tonight,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. Shit, I don't even know if I want to go outside half the time, let yeah. alone the Bart.
2: <laughs> yeah but um yeah i enjoy san francisco it's dope it's a good city
0: yeah i do love the bay i think Kobe just kind of exaggerated a lot of the problems that every city had so uh yeah. just holding my breath for when things open back up and you guys moved. you guys moved in like when everybody was like moving out right? mm-hmm. yeah that's why everything was so cheap like one of the landlords in the building told us someone was like bawling their eyes out because they're like i couldn't afford to live here for like 20 years or something Oh, and they finally could, so, so happy to move I out. mean, for good reason. Yeah, you oh. just gotta wear A bulletproof vest, but it's, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Do Blairs on like weekly Zoom with the cops? Like, yo, this is what I heard. Like, oh yeah, I never that. thought I
0: would see. I mean, it'll probably ruin my street credibility, fucking <laughs> ten years from now. But I was on a Zoom call with the <laughs> Tenderloin police. Like, no way. Y- yo, do I have to fucking like strap up? Like, and they just had like no solution for the crime, which was crazy. They're like we're doing everything we can we have we're like understaffed by like 50% yeah. um yeah other than that it's been a a it's nice change of scenery great. yeah yeah maybe and we, it's not that far from LA
2: yeah yeah that's the thing i like it's like it's it's far enough to where it's no distraction but if you want to you can go down for a weekend right
0: mhm yeah. yeah yeah we've done that like 5 times now
2: yeah. yeah but keep something in the house stay safe man
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, I
1: definitely do. <laughs> um, Wes, man, you've been great. So just before we get out of here, dude, like you mentioned a little bit, but just uh, obviously we, we try to like have like up and coming artists on the on the show. And obviously people listen to our kind of up and coming artists as well. Yeah. Is there any like couple things of advice you would give to people like, you know, who are struggling or trying to figure out like, hey, is this music thing or any kind of new venture kind of worth pursuing?
2: Yeah. Um, I would say, let me think about this Um, because i would say number one is like number one is like curate your your circle and who you're around and the energy that you're exposed to like if you're really serious about the music thing don't feel like you need to go out or like have a bunch of friends or do whatever i would say like curate your circle to where like the negativity in the beginning is like even if it's out there like you don't hear it it's not around you so it doesn't affect you because i think in the beginning like your confidence can be fragile, so my advice was like: confidence is everything, and and you have to you have to get up every day and like convince yourself that that you're who you say you are. And so I would say, I would say, uh, surround yourself with a couple of close people who who believe in you just as much, if not more, than you believe in yourself. Um, I would say another thing is, uh, uh, almost just as important is um, always make always put the music first. Never, I think there's so many people in music for the wrong reasons that people who do it for the right reasons tend to rise quickly because I think. In music, like, I remember Nipsey Hussle said, like, the listeners aren't dumb. Like, they they can hear the intention behind a song. And if you go into the music thinking about, I want to make money or I want to target these people, or I want to write it for this reason, like, instantly, that's gone. Like, I think coming from a genuine place and really making, preserving that enjoyment and that genuine passion, I think, uh, is something that people can't engineer. Like, if you put that into a song, that song will connect with people. So I would say, Stay confident, never let anyone tell you that that what you're doing is unrealistic because they don't know who you are um and and also always put the music first. I think good music always has a way of finding finding its way into people's ears, you know sure so to appreciate that, yeah, of course,
0: but nice man well, if you wanna promote any upcoming projects or songs or your socials, uh the stage is yours, so feel free to shoot away um
2: yeah, I'm a I'm really just locked up in my bedroom all the time making stuff <laughs> so stuff is coming out constantly I got a few new music videos coming out within probably with before the end of the year I got a new single that's coming out soon as well um, but if people want to stay kind of up to date to what I'm doing like you can follow me on Instagram at sounds like West um, yeah other than that's really my main hub my Spotify. Um, if you look me up, just look up song name or my my uh, my artist name and you'll be able to find it, but I'm I'm constantly releasing stuff, so I'm sure, you know, if it's meant to be, if they're meant to hear it, they'll hear it. <laughs> nice. Guys, but
1: just, so real quick before we dip, is it, are you just kind of like focusing on, let me get a, a few singles out there, or do you already have like an EP, like an album release kind of like in the near future that you're working on?
2: Um. Yeah, so like, so my release strategy for now is still going to be the same. Like, I'm, I'm, out singles right now like i do have the rough kind of like i have enough songs to like i guess you can call it an album but there may be like 20 songs in the bank that maybe some of them aren't fully done or i need to finish a verse or whatever but just so like when the time comes that i need to drop it i can but i think from um from a strategy perspective like just the singles make more sense for me right now because i'm still small like If I put out something, I just like to keep people's attention going instead of Mm -hmm. putting something out once a year and then kind of, like, fading into the background. But Yeah. Yeah, so album, I think, for me, is just, like, TBD. Like, whenever things get to a certain point, like, um, what really drives, like, for example, um, some of the research that I did, like the data on Spotify, like, they were saying the average amount of music that someone needs to have in their catalog before they really blow up is around 30 to 31 songs. Mm. And so I'm focused on putting out the the best quality music um, in one by one kind of like rapid succession until I can get to a point where the fans even demand like an album, you know, so. Amazing.
1: Yeah. 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 Thank you for uh, being so uh, data driven of it. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) I try to be. I try to be. Hopefully it works out. But yeah. Nice.
0: And we'll, of course, have the uh, links to all your socials and stuff like that in the description box for anyone watching this on YouTube.
2: Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you guys' time, man. It was nice meeting you guys. Likewise.
0: Dude, we
1: appreciate you. Uh, whenever uh, I guess we're in LA or the big at the same time, we'll link up and uh, hopefully we can listen to some new music that uh, yeah. has not released yet.
2: Yeah, hit me up. Hit me up. But um, I'll go back and I'm going to cycle through some of your guys' old episodes. So, yeah. Appreciate dude, it. Let us know, man. Let us
1: know if you <laughs> yeah. know, enjoy it. But man, we really appreciate you, man. The music's been great. Um, so, obviously, we're fans first, but you're an amazing dude, man. So, I wish you the most success. Uh, stay on for a second. Uh, Blair, let the people know where they can catch this and uh, what we got going on.
0: Okay. Yeah, you can catch all episodes and this interview at audio-theory.com. We also have the Spotify and Apple Music playlist for the heat of the week selections. We'll have Wes on there, of course. Um, but tune in every week.
1: Awesome. We're out of here, man. Love you, Blair. I do peace. Appreciate peace. it. All right.